Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series exploring the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, helping you set meaningful goals in 2023. Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series featuring the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. In this episode, Brittany and I will be discussing goal number 15, life on land. As the United Nations states, protect, restore, and promote sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems, sustainably manage forests, combat desertification, halt and reverse land degradation, and halt biodiversity loss. In this episode, we are going to focus on sustainably managed forest as it lies at the intersection of some of the other key elements of this goal, like biodiversity. We're going to go even one step further and focus on some ingredients in everyday consumer products that are contributing to deforestation. But before we dive into the nitty gritty, We want to make sure we're all on the same page about the role that forests play on our planet. Forests are more than just a collection of trees. They're alive. While trees are the largest and most productive organism in the forest, the forest ecosystem is so much more complex than that. It provides habitat for wildlife and a whole host of other plant life and organisms. Many of the species that live in the forest can't survive in any other habitat. Some species need forests with particular tree species, density, and age, which makes preserving old-growth forests so crucially important. And these giants are working hard for our planet. Currently, forests, when cleared, contribute about one-sixth of global carbon emissions. Trees pull carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. As the forests grow, that carbon is absorbed in the wood, leaves, and soil. And like our oceans, forests can store carbon for a long time, potentially indefinitely, which is what is called a carbon sink. But when we clear cut, all that trapped carbon is released and we lose these forests that are working hard on our behalf to keep our planet alive. That's so cool, Brett. Another really fun fact that we learned while reading about this SDG is that forests made most of the soil that is on our planet. Trees over thousands of years turned the hard stone of the earth into soil. Of course, it was more than just trees at work to create the soils we see today. All the soil on land is broken down old rocks mixed with dead plants and other organic matter. The activities of the many wildlife and organisms that inhabit these woodlands is what led to the mixing of these materials and creating what we know today as soil. If you have a composting barrel at your home, this will be familiar to you. You have to mix your compost every so often. That same action is naturally taking place over time in the forests every day. Forests are pretty magical. Another job function they perform for us is regulating water flow. Trees and soil are full of water, and that water stays stored for times of drought, like keeping dry land green. There is a laundry list of additional benefits from forests, 
We'll link to those in the show notes so you can read more about all the amazing benefits trees and forests provide for our planet. Thanks for that segue, Brittany. It's all super important stuff and really sets the scene for where we are headed in this episode. As with the rest of the SDGs, there is so much to learn and unpack with all of them. We're going to dive deeper now with two certified B Corps that are making life on land a big priority. Etik and Another Tomorrow. We're pulling from past conversations with their founders to share about some of the lesser known impacts of some widely used products and the impact those products are having on forests. Another Tomorrow is a sustainable fashion brand that exists for the compassionate global citizen seeking elevated, thoughtful design, education and advocacy tools. To help set the scene, here is founder Vanessa Barboni Halleck explaining some of the realities of the fashion industry, specifically fast fashion and its impact on land. So just the business model in and of itself, you know, over half of garments end up in a landfill within the first year, which is just bananas, like crazy town. There have been some really interesting business school case studies around some of the big fast fashion brands and sort of what they set out to do. But, um, you know, really it was about creating like disposable fashion. Right. So it's like, how do we say, oh, look at this whole universe of disposable consumer goods. Right. How can we make fashion something that's like as easy as buying like a Big Mac where you consume it and then you're done and then you buy another one. And so that's really kind of what fast fashion is about. And it's really about, you know, where they've innovated as they've figured out how can we be super, super demand responsive to what the customer wants and bring things to market really, really fast. But doing so means you're also generally doing that really, really cheaply. And unfortunately, part of doing that really, really cheaply is also paying people very, very little. So really how it's affected the environment is, you know, the amount of clothing has dramatically outpaced population growth many, many times over. So the advent of fast fashion meant that we started to produce way, way, way more clothing than, than the population growth even implied. And like I mentioned, the majority of that's ending up in a landfill within a year. So it's, it's just, it's hugely wasteful in terms of what's actually being dumped in a landfill. But just you think about all of those resources that are also being used, you know, whether that's the cotton or whether that's the logistics or what have you. I mean, it's an immense amount of resource that's basically just being utilized and dumped. And a ton of fast fashion also um, happens to be made from polyester, which then again gets back into the microfibers issue where polyester is responsible for about a third of microfibers in the oceans. Something I found really interesting from our conversation with Vanessa was when she shared the larger thoughts about supply chains, she touches on the impacts of viscose on forests. Viscose is a semi-synthetic fiber, meaning it's made from wood pulp and then is chemically treated to create a semi-synthetic fiber. The manufacturing process uses toxic chemicals and requires the use of lots of water, leading to air and water pollution, water waste, and because the root fiber is wood, it is a leading contributor to deforestation. Here's Vanessa again, explaining how Another Tomorrow navigates supply chains in a responsible way that keeps people and planet at the forefront. I think when you're starting a sustainable company, you've got to figure out like, what's your framework? What are your filters? And so for us, it was 
setting up those filters at the outset, you know, certainly paying living wages, but also uh, making sure that we weren't using any animals that necessitate or any materials that necessitated killing the animal or harming the animal, and then utilizing uh, natural fibers uh, that were solely organic or, you know, were responsibly sourced from a forestry standpoint. And so the organic piece of the equation means that none of the natural materials that we source, so the linens that comes from flax or the cotton, utilizes uh, chemical insecticides or pesticides. And that is really important both for biodiversity as well as human health and even the way that carbon is sequestered in soil. And so fairly technical, but um, just to give you an idea, you know, cotton utilizes, I think it's like four, four-ish percent of global agricultural land. But if you look at insecticides and pesticides, in certain cases, it's like 25% of the global total. So like massive chemical load, really, really massive. And some of those are toxic nerve agents. Like they literally (laughs) will cause like developmental damage in children or um, even, you know, in their unborn mothers or in like in farming populations. And you can imagine what that does to local ecosystems, right? So that's a huge, huge issue. Uh, the tensile piece and the FSE certified viscose piece all goes back to like the forestry management and making sure you're not taking anything from ancient and endangered forests. They're all, you know, forests that are responsibly managed. And then the devil's also in the details. So, you know, it seems kind of maybe ridiculous to talk about buttons, but little things like that also matter. And so it's making sure that, you know, we try and source, you know, recycled zippers and recycled poly buttons, and we're not using horn buttons and things of that nature. So it's in the details. It's nice to hear that consumer-based companies are paying attention to those small details. Another Tomorrow is a company that I appreciate learning how much they care, and that encourages me to buy more from them. We then wanted to ask Vanessa more about the fashion industry. What insider knowledge was she willing to share? I'll I'll give you sort of some of my top surprises, (laughs) perhaps. So, you know, I mentioned, obviously, the chemicals piece for natural fibers. You know, I mentioned the microfibers piece. I think those are really biggies. Um, In terms of cellulosic fibers, that just means like fibers that come from a pulp. Somewhere on the order of 150 million trees are logged just for cellulosic fibers for, you know, clothing and textiles. And it's still a significant portion of those come from ancient and endangered forests. And that is a huge driver of ecosystem loss as well as climate change. So that's a biggie that people, I think, don't really know about. And then talking a little bit um, still on the animal welfare side, I think two of the things that really surprised me, one, so down, with the exception of eider down, which is this down that like naturally falls off the goose, which is extremely rare and exceptionally expensive, to, to get down, you have to either kill or live pluck the animal, which is like horrible. So like down, not a good scene, even like responsible down. It just means that they're not live plucking them. They're killing them. So like, that's the down thing. Silk, kind of the same thing. Little did I know that the way you get a really nice, beautiful silk filament yarn is boiling uh, silkworms by like the thousands alive. So like, that's, (laughs) so that's also kind of shocking. So two fun facts that I think I definitely did not know coming into this. And then you say, okay, well, we're not going to use those things. And you got to find replacements. Okay, so we need to pay attention to the material our clothes are made from. I had no idea that clothing production was having such a huge impact on forests. There's clearly more to learn and uncover in the supply chain of clothing. 
I want to bring in another voice, Brienne West, the founder of Etique. We had her on the show back in December of 2021. Brienne founded Etique with the simple plan of eliminating the use of plastics in bath and body products, which turned out to be a not so simple process. Her shampoos, body washes, and other products are 100% plastic free and ship in compostable packaging. Based in New Zealand, Brienne shared with us the impact of the beauty industry on the planet. We asked her what some of the largest impacts on the planet were from her perspective, and she shares one ingredient that I'm sure we all have somewhere in our homes right now. I'm a big fan of palm oil free. Palm oil is an interesting one. It is environmentally devastating. It's devastated the ancient forests of Indonesia and Malaysia, and now it's moving into parts of Africa. Um, it's not only environmentally destructive, it's also socially destructive because it removes a lot of community farms. It basically enslaves a lot of people in, in really poor work practices. And there's, there's some really, really big organizations behind this that do it. It's also um, got a real dark side that most people don't know about. And so anti-palm oil activists, like a lot of environmental activists, often go missing, which is just not something I'm interested in supporting. But a lot of people don't know this, right? Um, and it's in about 50% of your supermarket products, about 90, I think 95% of your cosmetic products. It's not listed necessarily as palm oil, but it's what all your things like your surfactants, which is what makes your shampoo foam, your emulsifiers, which makes your cream a cream. It's in those. It's, it's what forms the backbone of those ingredients. So it's ubiquitous. The problem being if we did it, if we had a mass boycott of palm oil, we would create a worse environmental problem because we would then have to use coconut oil, which is much, much less efficient. So the solution is to fix the palm oil production. There's not really any signs of that occurring right now. I know there are people working on it, and I'm sure that they are doing good work. Um, but to me right now, it's it's not there. So we don't use it at all, which is very difficult. So consumers, I do believe, should look out for the palm oil-free certification. There's a few of them now. It's, it's growing in steam. I am not sure if there's anything else to say but stop buying products that have palm oil in them we heard that that is not the solution but as everyday consumers what else is there we can do people are often overwhelmed and they feel apathetic about what feels like this i mean could anything else go further wrong in the last few years i totally get how people are feeling but it's really important to remember that we can make change, we can affect positive change, and we should try to do so. If you're going to take it to the, the the worst degree, you know, wouldn't you rather go down fighting anyway? Would you this this idea that we've hit all these tipping points with the climate crisis, for example, and why bother doing anything? That's it's not the way to look at it. There is things can get a lot worse, and we can still avert that. Things can get a lot worse for people in general. We can avert that through our buying decisions and encouraging brands to do better. Because I really do believe that businesses have power. So to consumers, I say you use your voice. Yes, you can do. You can make changes in your life, which will make a difference. But the biggest biggest difference you can make is by working with brands, by telling them what you want, and they can make better choices, which will be much lighter scale for entrepreneurs make those choices. If you want to start a business, and I love that. I love that so many people are wanting to start businesses now and so many of them are values-led. You should only start a company if it is a net positive for the world and not just a reason to make money because consumers are not interested in helping you get rich anymore. You know, they 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 demand better. 
They want brands that care and reflect their social values. This is so important. And I'm with you, Britt. This can feel overwhelming for sure and definitely gets me feeling overwhelmed at times. And if we can demand more from brands and their business practices, I believe we can, we will, we are seeing that change can happen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode all about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal number 15, Life on Land. This episode was a part of a whole series. Make sure you listen back to all the episodes focused on the other sustainable development goals. And let us know if these were helpful to you by emailing us at content at dirigocollective.com. That's D-I-R-I-G-O collective.com. Or visit our social media pages and leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, be responsibly different. It's okay, it's on my own bright future in the lights today. I can show you too, like it's 1962. Got a bright future in the nick of time. Bright future in the nick of time. This episode was hosted and produced by yours truly, Ben Marine and Brittany Angelo. We purchased this music from the amazing B Corp Marmoset Music. You can check them out at marmosetmusic.com. To learn more about us, visit responsiblydifferent.com. And to learn more about our parent company, visit dirigocollective.com. <laughs>